Welcome to the Be Loud About What Matters podcast. I'm Olivia, your host. On this podcast, I will be bringing light to topics that are important but not discussed enough within our society. Episodes will include a range of topics, starting with a journey to conceive, pregnancy, birth, postpartum and motherhood, holistic healing and nutrition, and the importance of true informed consent and medical freedom. The goal of this podcast is to create connections, share stories, information, and resources to educate and empower people in their own personal journey. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Be Loud About What Matters podcast. Today, I have an incredible guest with us. I am super, super excited to have her on. We have Natalie. Natalie is the CEO and co-founder of Expectful, which is a wellness app for hopeful expecting and new moms. I actually used it when I was pregnant, found it super helpful. So she is now branching it out a little bit. So Natalie, welcome to the podcast. Would you mind sharing a little bit more about yourself? Yes, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today. About myself, so my name is Natalie Walton, and I am the CEO and co-founder of Expectful, and you did a great job of explaining Expectful. We are a holistic wellness app for fertility, pregnancy, and parenthood. We've actually evolved quite a bit, probably, since you used it. And um, I think my most important job is I am a mother to my um 22-month-old son, Everett. Oh, so, so sweet. That was something that I hadn't realized was that Expectful had kind of not changed, but added more layers to what you guys offer, which is awesome. And I was actually thinking about it because I used to be so good about my meditation, especially when I was pregnant. I would meditate and then I would journal and then I even did it after that too for a little while. And then I kind of fell off the the wagon of doing that. So it was nice to see that you are branching out and talking about the importance of meditation in everyday life, but especially as mothers, because I think that when you're a mom and you're go, 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 whether you're a stay-at-home mom or where you, whether you work out of the home, sometimes you just need a few minutes to really just unwind and cool off, especially if you're having a hard day. I could not agree more. I mean, meditation and mindfulness is important in all stages. Like, you're trying to conceive and pregnancy, but certainly motherhood too. <laughs> yeah. it's And I was actually, I had a guest on a while ago and she had gone through infertility and she was really, really struggling with it. And she did IUIs and IVF and all these different things. And she was talking about how she needed to find different ways, like different outlets for everything that she was feeling. She did end up becoming pregnant and having two beautiful children. But for a while, when her mindset was just, she said it was super negative and it was just clouded by the fact that she couldn't become pregnant at that time. And she started talking about how she used therapy and journaling and mindfulness and just really shifting her mindset. And then after that, she was able to become pregnant. And granted, there are a lot of things that go into it, but it was the one of the biggest things for her. And then she now, as a mom of two kids, is helping other moms do the same thing by just being mindful and talking about the importance of these different modalities that have to do with our holistic health. That is wonderful. I mean, I think that when people go through an experience like that, it's really eye-opening. And, and oftentimes, I mean, most people don't know when, when you're when you're first-time mother, you, you don't really know what you're getting into. Mm -hmm. So I feel like most people do have experiences like that. I mean, uh, somewhere along the journey, whether it's trying to conceive and pregnancy or parenthood, like 
something, and I mean, I don't wish this upon anything and anyone, but something probably will come across that's like jarring, whether it's like a tongue tie or, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, like a loss or difficulties consuming, mm -hmm. something will come your way, um, you know, in this new path and having a way to cope with it and um, really thrive in the face of adversity is so critical to, I think, just having a sane mindset. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. I feel like even now with what's been going on in the world the past few years, people have been stuck home more, whether it's the husbands or the wives and the kids too. And it's just, I think that we as moms have this opportunity to be sharing expectful and talking about the importance of mindfulness and meditation. And then also having our kids see that and having them realize that this can be an outlet for them too, because our kids watch every single thing that we do. <laughs> Oh, they certainly do. Um, they imitate from day one, um, <laughs> <laughs> or not day one, but but surely thereafter. Yeah, and it's it's funny to see. But one thing I was going to ask about was: so when you were pregnant with your son, did you meditate throughout that, or was this something that you started utilizing after the fact? So I began my meditation practice a really long time ago, um, like. To, in the year 2000, which wow. <laughs> I think it's really ages me, but I, I didn't, I didn't have my, my practice didn't stick at that time. So like I, I was introduced to meditation in the year 2000 and I was really bad at it. Um, <laughs> and like, I continue to be bad at it, um, for a very long time. And I am still like, I would never say like, I'm a good meditator, but you know, when I was pregnant, something happened to me where I, I came in like pregnancy at the very beginning. It was so easy for me. I was like, I've got this. Like I'm exercising. Like no change. Like nothing. You know, I was like, this this is gonna be easy. And then of course, you know, reality hits. And like midway through my pregnancy, um, you know, having that nonchalant like attitude, I just, <laughs> it's like I deserve to to be shown reality. But um, I found out that I was at high risk um, for oh. preterm labor. Okay. And it was it was quite a scary reality because you know you think that like I've got this and then all of a sudden like I might not make it to term like I might lose my child and so like it was that kind of situation where my life I started living it in days like can I make it to the next day so that like my baby is like one seventh um, you know so it's so one seventh of the way to the next week to the next right. milestone. And that became so stressful, like living like that. And also just going to the doctors, like I was going to the doctors like five times a week for all of these stress, non-stress tests, Doppler ratings. And so what happened was somewhere along, like in my third trimester, I came across this app called Expectful. And even though like I had a meditation practice, I was very familiar with meditation. When I started doing Expectful's meditations and I got really into hypnobirthing, oh, um, okay. Something just shifted where like my mindset, I just calmed down and I like accepted reality. But on a scientific level, I actually stabilized. So I got to term, um, which I, this was like shortly after, I mean, using the meditation app after like a week after using it, I stabilized. And because of that, I was able to make it to term, which was wow. like something I didn't think was possible. And hmm. 
in hindsight, and now being at Expectful and looking at all the scientific research, I understand why that happened because there is a lot of scientific research that talks about the benefits of mindfulness and meditation practice on pregnancy, particularly those that are high stress and have um, a lot of anxiety and, and have high risk outcomes. But um, it was, I mean, just for me to discover something like that and just have such a, a life-changing impact was pretty miraculous. Yeah. And it must be, I mean, that is a crazy story, first and foremost. I'm sorry you went through that. And I can't imagine how much stress that would add to, I mean, you're carrying your baby. You're so worried about that. And then also you're going in for these non-stress tests, but you have to be somewhat stressed out to be going into the hospital five times a week to do that. So it's so crazy to me and to think about that and then also think about how then you're worried about your baby and you're worried. They always say whatever the mother feels, the baby feels too. So it's even more incredible that you found something that clearly helped you so much to the point that you were able to stabilize and then go full term. That yeah. is truly amazing. I, for me, it was just a beautiful discovery. Um, and it's, it just goes to show the power of your mind. I mean, there's a lot of interesting, I've come across so many scientific research studies now that I'm leading expectful, but like there are studies that show that meditation reduces pain in labor. And like yes. that's, Another, I mean, that's kind of why I really got into hypnobirthing was I, I wanted to have an unmedicated birth, um, and I, I read a lot of research on how hypnobirthing helps with that, and, and it's true. I mean, meditation does reduce pain during labor, um, which is kind of an incredible benefit, um, and so, I mean, the benefits are, like, far beyond just, you know, stress reduction, but... Right. They, they lend themselves to other areas as well. Yeah, it's like all these different aspects of your health that it's positively impacting. And so yes. one thing when you were talking about the scientific evidence, now that you can actually see that, I was just wondering if there, like what kind of studies those are and if there was one that looked at, like like I was saying, how whatever the mom feels, the baby feels. So I'm wondering if when you're meditating, like clearly you're, you're feeling less stressed. It's doing all of these wonderful things for your body. And then maybe that's transferring to the baby. And then you guys are able to work, like you're able to work off of each other to be able to go to full term. Like for example, what you went through, I would love to hear a little bit more about the different type of studies you've seen or anything like that. Yeah. So my favorite study is by Dr. Um, her name is Dr. Shilpa Babar. And she basically did a study of studies. So she studied, um, there are many, or there are now a handful of studies on the impact of mindfulness, meditation on fertility and, and pregnancy and parenthood. And so she looked at all of those studies to see like, what are the trends here? And, and I like that because, I mean, it's, it's, you're not just looking at one study, you're looking at a pattern of studies. Right. And um, she just, I think this was just published within the last couple of months. And, and her study looked at it, it showed that using a mindfulness practice does lead to um, reduced stress and anxiety in pregnancy and particularly postpartum. Um, there was one interesting part of her research that looked at a study on milk production. Um, and I'm particularly interested in this because, you know, I, I think 
for me. I mean, it's no secret of breastfeeding is really hard. And mm -hmm. as like I, I was a NICU mom, and it's really it's really hard when you're you know in that kind of situation. Yeah. And um, one of the studies showed that um, using um, mindfulness and meditation had impact on on breast milk production, which oh, wow. I thought was like, isn't that amazing? That is crazy. That is truly and. I say it all the time because I feel like we just go through the motions and we forget how incredible our bodies are. Like we just forget all the things that they do on a daily basis to keep us alive. But then when it comes to literally growing another life inside of us and then like you were talking about breastfeeding after the fact, you're still doing something for not just yourself but also for your baby and our bodies are just so amazing and being able to have this tool – of meditation and seeing how it impacts us on so many levels, but also it's impacting our babies as well in a, in a positive way too. And I would love to include that study in the show notes if if that's something that you have access to. I'd love to share that with everybody. Absolutely. I, I have a download version and I'm sure that I can figure out the link. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's the one thing. I used to be super into like the like learning about things but then I really started wanting to learn more about the scientific pieces so like a lot of the time I'll I'll spend a couple nights just literally looking for a scientific evidence and research that backs all of these things that our bodies can do it's awesome it really is awesome I mean it's we were truly built to do this and um, I mean this is what what people have been doing for since the beginning of time but like it's just our bodies and our minds are so such, they're so powerful. They are. They are for sure. And I had meant to ask you earlier, but did you want to share a bit about your pregnancy with your son? I know you that, that you'd mentioned that you were high risk. Did you want to share a bit about your birth or motherhood or anything along those lines? Like what you feel has really surprised you the most or? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I was really surprised at how hard motherhood is. Um, and I, I think like, I think moms might look and they might hear that and they might say like, duh, but I just don't <laughs> think that many people really prepare you. Um, I don't think people prepare you for what it's like, um, you know, the sleepless nights. I, I think that, and also what I learned is like some babies are more challenging than others. Um, and you just don't know where your child fits on that spectrum. Right. Um, and so, I mean, I, I love my son dearly and I think, you know, he he um, he has like a lot of energy. <laughs> so for example, like we went to a, a Halloween party recently, and I, I realized that he was the only one, like out of twenty children, that we had to chase the entire time. <laughs> and, you know, like, some people have more, some kids have more energy than others. Some are more laid back, and I love his energy, but you know that that requires a lot more chasing. And so I think what I didn't realize was how hard motherhood was going to be because no one's experienced the same and right. no child is the same. And so you don't know what you're going to get. Um, and I mean, I think everyone loves their, their child, but it's just, you know, the, the adjusting to be that good parent for your child is hard. And so that's like what I wasn't prepared for. And, and I think that's a really part of what I want to change at Expectable is um, helping um, new parents and, whether it's the first or the second or the tenth, to help navigate with like the challenges that you're gonna have because every birth is different. Right. No, no children are the same. So I imagine if I were to have an, another child, like I would say, wow, I, I mean, I thought I had it one way, and like it, it got even harder, and that's because it's, it's, you know, everything is evolving. 
Um, and so, so that was what was most surprising to me was like how hard it was, how unprepared I was, but how I don't even know if it was possible to be prepared just because it's so unique to everyone's situation. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's really true because I feel like there are things that come up that may not be like the most pleasant things. Like they're talking about like for some people, if they have difficulty breastfeeding or if they are just exhausted, like literally sleep deprived and they don't have a ton of support, they don't talk about that toll that it can take on you, the toll it can take on your relationship, the toll it can take on your bond with your baby. And sometimes people have postpartum depression and anxiety and all of these things and they're just they're not discussed enough about it within our society. And I feel like, I mean, that's the main point of my podcast is I want to bring these topics to light and talk about them so people don't feel alone. And I think for me, like what you were saying, you're talking about how difficult my motherhood is. I was surprised how lonely it felt personally because you think you have a baby, you're going to have people all around you. And sometimes you do, but then like you were talking about the sleep, the sleepless nights or the hard nights where your baby is just up a lot and it's the middle of the night and you're like, okay, who do I talk to? It was just, that was probably the most surprising part of it for me. Yeah, no, I think loneliness, I, that was something that I felt too. And I think it's also, I mean, Everett was born like right at the cusp of the pandemic. And so, you know, we, we didn't have uh, any, I mean, it was just like we were locked down and I had so many mothers today um, and, and over the past year had um, that, that experience. So it is lonely. Um, and I think the more that you talk about it though, and the more that you normalize like that, that's a normal feeling. It, right. it helps people feel less alone right. and um, helps people reach out. So I think I love what you're doing and just having these conversations is so critical. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. And I so agree. And I, I was actually wondering if you've seen like an increase in the people who are doing meditation since everyone has been home. Has that changed or fluctuated? Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't checked recently, but like, I mean, since the pandemic began in April, when I, when I last looked at this particular stat, like for us, like we had grown a hundred percent as a result of, you know, the pandemic because wow. people were really struggling and they needed support. Um, and I mean, I think what is deeply disturbing is, um, looking at uh, anxiety rates in pregnant and new moms. Yeah. Um, those have, like studies last year showed that they had increased to like 72% of pregnant and new moms felt that they said they felt like extreme stress and anxiety. And that was up from like something in the teens. Right. And so, I mean, that's just heartbreaking because motherhood, in, not in a pandemic, is stressful enough, but then to bring, to have become a mother in a time where you can't really connect in the same way that you would you can't get the same support it's hard it's devastating so um i mean we have seen definitely an increase of, of, of um, meditators but it's it's just sad that i mean making a difficult situation already you know a little bit more challenging yeah and i was thinking while you were talking about how they have increased so much for pregnant mothers I mean, if you are already worried or if you have already been trying to conceive and you're finally pregnant and you have all of these worries that you're already holding and then you have to go to appointments alone or worry about getting sick or anything like that, obviously it's just going to increase your stress levels. And this is why I also think there's literally never been a better time for people to learn about Expectful and for people to understand it and literally download it right now and start using it. 
because we all need this. And like you said, we want to be talking about these things so people don't feel alone. And I think that meditation and mindfulness has definitely become not more mainstream, but people are more aware of it and more aware of what the benefits are. And so I, I love so much what you're doing and I'm so thankful that Expectful exists and I'm excited to share it with everyone and talk more about it. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Um, I mean, I'm, you, you experienced it yourself, so you experienced the power of that. And, and like since you um, used it like in, in the last couple of weeks, we've um, just really relaunched our platform. So we now have services on the platform. We have um, the ability to connect with a lactation consultant if it's sleep, um, oh, wow, okay. fertility coaching, a nutrition. Um, so we have the ability to book appointments with those providers, um, even starting at $20. Like sometimes, you know, you just need a quick answer and like you don't trust what's on Google. Right. Um, and so like for $20, you can just chat with someone for 15 minutes, but like who is a certified expert in their field and they can like walk you through the solution that's right for you. So we have that offering. Um, we have office hours, which like I'm the biggest fan of because infant sleep is it just for me it was it's hard for everyone and so like one of our office hours is with infant sleep coach um and so like you can ask your questions about like you know am i doing this right with my infant and and that's something like i think a lot of women just come to that those office hours to hear other people ask questions and right. feel like okay it's actually also hard for everyone else right. so we have that on our platform we have live events where you can um, exercise, that is um, so awesome. <laughs> safe exercise, and yeah, so the platform has just really evolved to um, you know be that support for users. So I, I do hope everyone can experience it. We also have a special um, offer for your users that Yay. we'll make sure that's in the show notes. But it's so excited. Um, I am too. It's, you can experience Circle for just a dollar for the first month. Um, which is a humongous discount off of off of the normal price. So um, I, I encourage everyone to check it out, and I will make sure it's in your show notes. Yay. I am so excited. Yeah, and listening to you talk about all the new things that you guys have going on and all the new things that the app offers is incredible because it kind of reminds me of, like, you know how they say, like, it takes a village? Yeah. So it reminds me of that, like, even before your baby's here. So, like, this is your village of people that you can reach out to at any point if you are feeling this way or that way to just talk about it. Or like you were talking about how we can empower women to like get pay attention to their health and what they need. And the even more awesome thing that you were talking about that I didn't even realize was the the office hours. So that's like you know how they have new mom groups and now it's kind of shifted. I mean, people are starting to get back into it now, but a lot of people didn't have that for a while. So that's amazing for people who need that support or who have questions. And also like you were talking about just having access to these things and all in one spot. It's so yeah. awesome. I'm super excited. Um, well, thank you. No, I, I'm excited. I mean, it's just, that that's what I want to do is create this one stop destination, one stop shop for everyone because it's just like you you got a recommendation here or like I, for me when I was pregnant not in a pandemic I was like driving across town to like make it to one group um, right and like get support from here or there and it's just I mean I kind of feel like I don't know if everyone that's listening maybe I'm like really dating myself but like remembers the yellow pages yeah um, 
I mean, it kind of fills <laughs> a lot of this stuff. It's like you have to, like you're looking at the yellow pages. Um, it's just like you don't know where to go and you're trying to find it. It's not on Yelp. Like you ask your mom group friends. Um, yeah. And so I just wanted to kind of digitize um, the support that really like people should, should be accessing. And I think that is also one of the most important parts about it is that you're making it accessible for people. You're giving people all of the things that they could potentially need in one spot, but you're also making it accessible. And that's something that a lot of people struggle with is having access to specific things. Like you were saying, like if you just needed to ask your doctor a question, you can't just call them up and expect them to be there on call ready to, to listen. No, you cannot, for sure. <laughs> so having that all in one place, making it accessible for women and like giving them the tools that they need to feel good about their pregnancy and their birth. And I love that not only were you really helping people be more mindful of how they felt during pregnancy, but now it's, it's moving into birth. And like you were talking about hypnobirthing yourself. I was before having my daughter as practicing as a birth and postpartum doula. So I was familiar with like the mindsets that people have going into birth and what the different types of birth can look like and how, if, one person didn't spend that time really focusing on their mindset and shifting their mindset before their baby was born, then it can come up in birth and it can impact the way that you're laboring, which I found super interesting because, I mean, like you said, every birth is different. So when you're a doula, you see different different types of births and you see how women respond to pain or the first time moms or the moms who have more than one kid. And it's so wild to see how much your mindset impacts that. It really is. Yeah. And and, and you have just such a beautiful perspective of seeing that true difference. Like it, nothing is, nothing is the same for, for anyone. Um, I mean, right. same person can have such different experiences. So I love that you're bringing that up. Yeah. And it just, I mean, I remember for me personally, I, because I think it's because I had trained as a doula prior, if I hadn't like prepared myself in some ways to know exactly what I wanted for my birth and what my labor was going to look like, then I think it would have just been, I don't even know, my labor and birth probably would have been completely different. But in my mind, I was like, I want an unmedicated birth, so I'm going to have one. And my mindset, I remember there when I was talking specifically to do with medical interventions, I was like, they just don't have any of those things here. Like they just don't have them is what I kept telling myself. And so I look back and think about that and think about how I also thought that the pain was going to be more intense than it was. And Mm -hmm. I kept telling myself, well, this isn't that bad. If I'm (laughs) this far along, it can't get worse than this. And so it's just funny to look back and think about that. That's I, I love that you're saying that because also I too I, I did I ended up having an emergency section, C-section like at the very very end, oh, um, but I, I mean I got to ten centimeters unmedicated. Wow! And um, I also thought like this isn't that bad, um, <laughs> and and so it was. Um, I think I mean the hypnobirthing there really helped. Like I was just so focused on my breath that nothing else in the world mattered. Like I only had one job and that was to breathe. Um, and that with my nitrous oxide, I like, but inhale my nitrous oxide and I'd breathe. And maybe that for me that simplified, but it, it, you know, 
it wasn't that bad, but I know that's not the case for everyone, but it, it, it's like you said, it's different for every person. Yeah, and I never – so I'm familiar with what hypnobirthing is, but I've never taken the course myself or or done it myself. So I know that the, a lot of the people that I've spoken to who have done it themselves and did utilize that during their birth said the same thing. It was just – they were just there, just focusing on breathing and bringing their baby into the world, which makes – a huge difference because you're not thinking about all the other different things that are going on around you. Exactly. So wrapping up this episode, it's been so awesome and I feel like we've covered so much. Do you have any pieces of advice or final words that you want to leave with listeners? Yes. I think the advice that I always get gives people is to find a way, whether you are a new mom, whether you're an old mom or you're pregnant, is just find a way to get comfortable mm-hmm. with the unexpected. I like I said throughout the podcast, like so much is uh, is going to be thrown your way. Um, I had no idea when I became pregnant, like the struggles that I would face in pregnancy, um, in birth, and in new motherhood. No idea. Um, and nothing went according to plan. And that's just kind of how life is. Um, right. And that's how motherhood is. And um, I think especially like for a type A person like myself, um, finding a way to get uncomfortable with the unknowns is critical. And so I personally accomplished that through meditation mindfulness. But it could be something else. It could be journaling. It could be hanging out with a friend. It, you know, whatever it is, is just find and invest in that practice early on because it will just help you tremendously throughout your uh, entire journey. I love that so much. You're so right. It's just really paying attention to what makes you feel good and like what if you leave somewhere feeling like negative or if you like you said go and see one of your friends and you just feel uplifted and positive and happy and then you leave that and go home and then you can do that every single week you know or it doesn't have to be the same friend it's just setting that up for yourself setting up a routine for for yourself I think is important in general but especially before you have kids because if you want to be continuing to do it you have to set yourself up to do that you certainly do invest before you have kids but if you have kids it's not too late um you know cultivate it before they drive you crazy uh like i mean every stage is a different stage and i think the sooner you invest in that practice the better yeah i so agree and you're right it's like after you have kids and everything is just crazy i just i feel like the best way to describe motherhood for me is just a beautiful mess because it's like there are so many beautiful, incredible moments, and then it's just a mess some days, and then sometimes it's a mix of both, but you wouldn't change it at the same time. <laughs> no, it is a beautiful mess, and, and I love I love it. I'm so grateful for it, um, and, and I'm also grateful that I have tools to help me embrace the chaos. Amen. Amen to that. <laughs> so could you share where people can find you on social media? Yes. So you can find Expectful at Expectful on Instagram. You can find us at expectful.com. And I personally am at Natalie Walton. It's N-A-T-H-A-L-I-E-W-A-L-T-O-N. Yay. Yeah, I will include all of the links for everything we were talking about. And then if you could send over the scientific evidence that we can include, that'd be awesome too. And I will include the link for your 
for the expectful for the expectful promo. So using the B. Do you have that link? I, feel I like do. Oh, good, good, good. Okay. Yes, I can include that for everybody. Thank you so, so much for joining us and for doing this for so many women and for being so committed to helping other women and empowering other women to pay attention to what their bodies need. And then in turn, not only are you helping them, you're helping their families and you're helping them babies, their babies at the same time. I'm, I'm so grateful for everything that you do and, and thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. All right, listeners. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it and tag myself, Natalie, and Expectful. And like Natalie and I both shared, if you use the promo code BELOUD to get your first month of Expectful for just $1, which is an incredible deal. And you can go check out all of the new parts of the app, which I'm super excited to show you as well. Hope you guys all have a good night. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. so much for joining us this week listeners i really hoped you love this episode as much as i did if you enjoyed it learn something new or know someone you feel may benefit from it please share it with them whether you're posting it on social media sending it in a text or an email my goal is to open up these types of conversations within our society within our families within our friend groups as always if you have any feedback questions or know someone you think may be a great guest for the podcast, please connect us on Instagram at the Be Loud About What Matters podcast or send an email to be loud about what matters at gmail.com. And if I haven't said it already, if you could please subscribe to the podcast, I would so appreciate it. And also leave a review if it's something that aligns with you and you feel like you want to learn more and you want to keep listening help us reach more people. I appreciate you all so much and can't wait to chat with you again next week. Bye-bye.